Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. your daily news source on the Atlanta Braves from the Talking Shop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Thursday. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Shop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast, along with the great written content from Talking Shop at TalkingShop.com, as well as at Talking Shop across all forms of social media. You can find myself, Sean Coleman, at StatsSAC on Twitter. It's wonderful to be with you once again when it comes to the Braves. Here's the latest from Atlanta. The Braves entered last night. Their second game against the Nationals in the opening series of a critical homestand was some pretty positive momentum. After a tough road trip, they ended it on a great note with a big victory on Sunday, extended Charlie Morton on Monday, and then supported Max Freed with another victory to open up this homestand on Tuesday. Well, the hope was was that momentum, those positive vibes, would be there to support Tuki Tassan, who was getting another chance to start and keep a rotation spot despite some recent struggles. Well, unfortunately, that just was not the case for Tuki Tassan. He wound up giving up a run to start the game and just did not have hardly any control to start the game either. The Nationals got off to a one to nothing lead, but a bit of a rocky start continued for the Braves in the bottom of the first, as after Will Smith hit Juan Soto in the ninth inning of Tuesday night's game, national starter Sean Nolan, with Freddie Freeman up for the first time, he missed Freeman with the first pitch, but nailed Freeman on the second pitch. It obviously seemed to be intentional retaliation from Soto getting hit on Tuesday night, and the umpire tossed Sean Nolan. Despite being hit, Freddie Freeman once again showed why he just simply is one of the best gentlemen in baseball. After the bottom of the first inning, he approached Juan Soto, tried to quell the storm a little bit, get a, release some of the tension, get rid of it. He eased things over with Soto, seemed to interact in a positive note with the Nationals dugout as well, making sure none of the issues escalated any further. That was definitely a great gesture by Freddie Freeman that you usually don't see from a baseball player. So kudos to him for doing what was needed to be done to make sure there were no other issues between the Braves and the Nationals, hopefully, moving forward. The unfortunate part of that is that it's that simply was the most positive thing that happened for the Braves on the field last night. Tuki Tassant wound up allowing a home run to Josh Bell. He was removed early in the game, though Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario wound up tying the game for the Braves with home runs later on. Unfortunately, Juan Soto connected with the home run to give the Nationals the lead in the seventh. Drew Smiley came on in the eighth, gave up three hits, including a fourth run to the Nationals in the top of the eighth, and unfortunately, the Braves lost 4-2. to two. One of the biggest takeaways, of course, is the struggles of Tuki Tassant, and now 
The Braves basically have an open rotation spot, something that they certainly hope they would not have to deal with during the stretch run in September. It's hard to rely on Tukey because he's back to being his good stretch, bad stretch self, and you don't know which version of Tukey is going to show up at any one time. Drew Smiley, obviously, is still struggling, so he really does not make sense to be a reliable option the next time this rotation spot comes up in a game for the Braves. So the Braves may have to go to the minors to find a solution. You do obviously have Kyle Muller, who for the most part was outstanding during his earlier stretch of starts for the Braves this season. And Kyle Wright, who had an outstanding start for Gwinnett last night, his rotation spot in Gwinnett's rotation actually lines up with the Braves' with the next time this open spot in the Braves' rotation comes up. So either Kyle Muller or Kyle Wright could be the most sensible option for the Braves to make the next start in this open rotation spot when it comes up over the weekend. And though those two may be sensible options, at the end of the day, you don't really have a truly reliable option to put with Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Waskar, Yanoa, and Ian Anderson. But at the end of the day, the biggest factor that played into the Braves not succeeding last night, even if Tuki Toussaint would have been on his A game, the fact is, is that Ozzie Albies, Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley, and Dansby Swanson each went without getting a hit last night. I'm not sure how many times that's happened this season, but I'd be willing to say that when that occurs, when those four players, none of those four players get a hit, the Braves' chances to win simply is just not there. So even despite Tuki Toussaint's struggles, even despite the theatrics that was going on over the field, unfortunately, it just wasn't the Braves' night, and it wound up being a loss in a game that the Braves should have won. Thankfully, though, the Mets and the Phillies both lost as well. So entering today, the Braves do get to maintain their two-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies as well as a four-game lead over the Mets. But another critical component to the Braves' success moving forward is going to be their offense being more consistent, something that is more important now than ever. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. After getting off to an incredible start in the month of August, the Braves now find themselves 5-9 and nine over the past 14 games. And when you go through a stretch in which you face the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers on the road, and the Rockies on the road, that's not far-fetched to expect as a record. It's obvious the Braves are not going to be as successful against quality competition as they were against weaker competition 
earlier in August. But another trend that is kind of eye-opening through this 14-game stretch in which the Braves are 5-9 and nine, is that in 12 of those 14 games, the Braves have hit two or less homers in a game. And in those 12 games over their past 14, the Braves are 3-9 and nine when they hit two or less home runs. Now, it's obvious that the Braves are going to struggle creating scoring opportunities against more quality competition. But it also kind of reveals the fact that this Braves offense against quality competition is going to be pretty reliant on power. But the other thing that really stands out is that while it's going to be relying on power against quality competition, it's now more critical than ever that the Braves balance their ability to feature their power with their ability to create scoring opportunities when they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. It's now more critical than ever for the Braves to find that balance because the Braves' pitching is just not as reliable as it once was. Though Ian Anderson and Waskar Yanoa are back from injury, and that certainly is a great sight to see, in his two starts, Ian Anderson has allowed six walks and zero strikeouts. Maybe nothing to worry about, but certainly a less than ideal stat line that you hope corrects itself moving forward. Waskar Yanoa, though he's pitched pretty good, has lost each of his three last starts, including giving up a home run in each outing. But even more relevant is the fact that the Braves' bullpen seems to simply not be as reliable as it was even a few weeks ago. Chris Martin may be lost for an extended period period due to an injury. You don't know if he's going to be able to be relied upon for the rest of the season. You know that Will Smith has been a roller coaster in the ninth for the past few months. So now your three main late-inning relievers to support Will Smith are Luke Jackson, Rich Rodriguez, and Tyler Matzik. Now, Luke Jackson's been phenomenal, but you know at least once or twice each week, he's going to have a dramatic outing. Tyler Matzik has been one of the best relievers in the majors in the second half of the season, but after 20 straight, hour, uh, 20 straight outings without allowing a run, Matzik has allowed a run in three of his past four outings, including four runs on Tuesday night. And Rich Rodriguez, who's been outstanding since he was acquired by the Braves at the trade deadline. His surface numbers certainly have been wonderful, but the underlying numbers, the fact that it seems luck has been a big reason why Rich Rodriguez has been so effective, and the fact that he's only struck out six hitters in 16 and two-thirds innings coming into last night's game, that's a bit concerning. And if Rodriguez is going to be facing the better hitters in the against in the Braves competition, if he's going to be facing the best hitters when it comes to the Braves opposition more often, now that Martin is on the injured list, if he's going to be pitching to contact, you may start to see a bit of regression for Rodriguez, much like you saw last night when he gave up the home run to Juan Soto. So the key is, is that when the Braves do not have Max Reed or Charlie Morton on the mound, the confidence level in their pitching right now is not where it used to be. So that makes it even more critical for the Braves' offense to once again get consistent and not only hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but getting timely hits when scoring opportunities present themselves. Thankfully, the Braves have another seven games on this homestand against teams that they're better than to get that offense going consistently. And with Waskar Yanoa on the mound tonight, you have to feel confident the offense will bounce back, Waskar Yanoa will have a positive outing, and the Braves can get a series win and get some confidence going 
going into the weekend. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer once again with the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast on the Talking Chop podcast network. You can find that with all the great written content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until tomorrow, go Braves, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.